Hey, what's up, friends? Stevie Boy from my buddies at the Canopy Group. Friends, we're talking about insurance. It impacts all of us. And most of you, like over 80% of Minnesotans, so it's probably you, you got one agent who represents one company and gives you one quote. That is not how you get the best coverage. Friends, you need options. Guess what? That's exactly why the Canopy Group was started. Paul Borker and Jeff McDonald, they created the Canopy Group so that they could do insurance differently. They have a team of 50 specialists, and they have 16 separate insurance companies trying to get your business. Some of the names you'll recognize, like Auto Owners, Progressive, but some are smaller, maybe a little bit more boutique, and they might really be great for you. You're going to get an agency that will shop for the best possible coverage from all of these different companies. And as your needs change, and they do year to year, the Canopy Group will continue to find you the best coverage for your specific situation. So are you confident that your home, auto, and businesses are properly insured? Time to get options. You get them at the Canopy Group. The Canopy Group. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. .com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hour three. Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1 where talk is fun. All right, let me get to this before we go anywhere else. All right, We're getting all sorts of appetizer emails right now and all that. (laughs) But let me get to, I'm going to rattle through this kind of quick. Before I do, if either of you have looked, or hopefully neither of you have, there's a list of the top 10 most confusing movie endings of all time. One director had their movies appear four separate times on this list. Would you care to guess the name of that director? Um... Martin Scorsese. Go Scorsese, just to say it. That's uh, right. <laughs> I would go with M. Night Shyamalan. No, good one. That's a great guess. That's who I would have guessed. And it's wrong. Wow. Appearing four times on the list. Christopher Nolan. Oh, oh sure. Oh, yeah. I'll, ra- I'll ra- run you down from 10 up to 1. Sure. A tie at number 10, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and The Shining. Confusing movie endings. Number nine was Fight Club. Number eight was Memento. Mm. Mentos, freshness, freshness, Mentos. The fresh maker. Maker. (laughs) Number seven was Barbie. I've only watched half of Barbie. Oh, really? Is there a confusing ending to it? I didn't think it was confusing. Oh, you should see it. I know. I put it on late one night, and then I just didn't have the staying power to stay up all night and watch it. Oh, wow. You should watch it. Yeah, yeah. The ending is... Some people did not like it. Okay. Okay, interesting. The confusion, I guess, would be how it goes from the way it was to the way it is, and now it's 
separate again. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Maybe. Okay. Um, so that came out at a fight club level, though. Right, exactly. Like it's a great twist. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. Uh, number six is Interstellar. There's your Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie, the second one on the list so far. Memento also. Then Oppenheimer at number five. Now, that one? That, here's the interesting thing about Oppenheimer. I don't know if I would call that a confusing ending. It was a hard-to-follow movie in terms of the dialogue, and it was all very heady and intellectual writing. And then the ending, there's a payoff to something that you had seen earlier in the movie. Hmm. But it wasn't like number four on the list, Inception. You weren't walking out talking about the spinning top. Hmm. Hmm. Never seen it. That's a bummer for you, Donna. I know. I kind of like when a movie ends and I can decide... Agreed. What the ending is. Friend, you should watch Inception. Okay. All right. There, Because there you have a final frame. The final frame, you get to make a choice. If you like that, you, like that. you'd love it. Okay. Uh, American Psycho came in at number three on the list of the most confusing movie endings of all time. I don't feel like I got that. No Country for Old Men. Never saw it. And Shutter Island. Oh, Never saw it. Shutter Island. Is that Val Kilmer? No, no Leo. Leo oh. and Mark Ruffalo. That is... Who directed that? Is that Scorsese? That's Scorsese, yeah. yeah. That was a good that one. That is a fantastic movie. and a un... That's a great ending. Really? Yeah, I kind of forget so the good. ending, yeah. but I remember us having a whoa, oh, oh. moment to it. Okay. Okay. That's it? That's it. I gave you 10. Actually, 11. All right. So I was just asking. You don't have to jump down this row. Like everybody is right now regarding the appetizer. Steve, your wife can't cook the appetizer. That's cheating. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is outsourcing. Hmm. Let me tell but you. But you always say women should be in the kitchen. Okay, Steve. The, the, her words. Knock it off. All right, sorry. That was a joke. So there was a star from the uh, first Top Gun who is suing Paramount, claiming that the company ripped off his image for the sequel. Okay? The guy's name is Barry Tubb. He played Wolfman in the original. He says the term sequel was never mentioned or contemplated in his original contract, and therefore they had no right to use his mug in Top Gun Maverick. There's a scene, two of the sequel's main characters, Hangman and Coyote, discover Rooster is Goose's surviving son. And apparently they use his photo and he is suing. So there's a photograph, actually, right? So the photo is of the Top Gun class of 86 and it is hanging in the background. And when the camera zooms in, you see Wolfman sitting next to Goose and Iceman and Maverick. And he says they had no right to use that photo. They never asked permission and never paid him a cent. He is asking for unspecified damages, but given that the movie has grossed nearly $1.5 billion, he wants a lot of money. I think he's going to have trouble getting the money. I understand legally where he's coming from. But... 
It's not like they used AI to create a new scene with That's him. what I was thinking, is he's kind of going off this AI And concern. by the way, I, Mr. Tubb, and to all of Tubb's lawyers, I wonder if in the contract there may have been something where Paramount, or whoever you said, has the perpetuity, in, in perpetuity rights to all the stuff from that first movie. So if they just then show anything in it, maybe they can. You know, I, I'd, I'd fine-tooth comb the contract there because I wonder if you even have a leg to stand on. All very good questions. I wish his name was Tim. Tim Tub? I think that'd be fun. Tom Tub? <laughs> and you know what, Barry? I don't know if he's still acting, but if he has not gotten into the tub business, what a missed opportunity. You don't think he could be a local hero? Hey, it's Tim Tub with, with, with Tim's Tubs! <laughs> <laughs> or Barry's bath and tubs. There's something you could do. Barry's also. showers. Barry's tub know. and bath. Shower renovation. So you're not totally spot on. No, I think we need to lean into tub. Mm. It's spelled with two B's, by the way. Eleven, eleven, make a wish. But right. Sure, Steve. If Al's vacuum you. can be as successful as it is, and you hear the ads for it here. It's like my favorite name of a business ever. Al's Vacuum? Yeah. But Al that has selling... nothing to do with no. the functionality of a vacuum. It's not like no, there's Tim, a guy, Al. Tim Tubbs Tubbs. But he could be, okay, Al's Vacuums, it's just a straightforward, my name is Al and I'm in the vacuum business. Al's Vacuums. <laughs> Barry Tubb could say, my name is Barry Tubb and I'm in the tub business. It could be Barry Tubbs Tubbs. Two B's for his last name, one B for the 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 the, the bathing receptacle. But you realize there's no relation to the vacuum from the name Al. I understand that. Okay, because what you are saying last makes, is, is not a metaphor. It's not a comparison. I know it makes that Al's no sense. Last name is not vacuum. I think. I don't know. Or Hoover. Or yeah. Yeah. So, but still, it's a it's a name and a thing. Barry Tubbs Tubbs. Maybe we try tomorrow, keeping our inner thoughts to Inside. a minimum. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's just a suggestion. That's worth an exercise. Okay. Thank we'll you. We'll take a breather. No. Right. When we come back, it's National Walk Your Dog Day. It sure is. I have a confession. I know what you're going to say. I hope that you meet me with a soft, open heart and not your little faux Judge Judy bitterness that I'm already sensing in you. <laughs> We'll get to that, and uh, okay. we'll find out some other fun things about walking your dog and why it's so great. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. Want to lose weight like I did and want to do it the right way by learning to eat better and not taking weird drugs that you don't know the side effects and suppressing hunger for a couple months only to have it come back and eating prepackaged meals? No. Do what I did. Talk to the doctor and his team at mnfatloss.com. If you call him up and say, hey, I want to do the thing like Rocco did, they'll say, hey, you said Rocco. That's $200 off. Thanks, Rocco. Thanks, my talkers, for giving us a call. Here's the deal. It took me about two months, March, April, May, uh, and I lost about 25, 30 pounds. And now that it is almost March again, I'm still right where I was when I lost all that weight. And I think you know why. It's because I didn't trick myself. I learned to eat better, and you can too. And you can save $200 when you tell them Rocco sent you. Hey, guys, welcome back. 
Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Uh, happy National Walk Your Dog Day. How fun is that? It's a beautiful day. Is At least nice around here it is, yeah. It's pretty nice. Sun is shining. You got a pet. One with a tail and fur. And that isn't a cat. That is not a cat <laughs> or a ferret. Today is your day. Studies have shown that med- studies have shown that the microbial. Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. Hmm. So I came across this study because it's National Walk Your Dog Day. The Washington Post actually did this story about how skipping walks can significantly affect your dog's emotional and physical well-being. Oh, boy. Continue. The writer's landlord just added a fence to the yard so she can let her dog outside now. But she found out that that's not enough. Mm -hmm. Taking your dog for a walk is still really important because... Most yards don't offer enough stimulation. It's kind of a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when I see people tugging on their dog when it's sniffing something. Because I'm like, that's why they want to go on the walk. They want to, that's... Yeah, there's like a happy medium to that, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be there all day, but... They did say, yeah, stop and let them check the pee mail is what they call that. They like to sniff where other dogs have urinated, and that's how they're learning yeah. about each other and who else might be in the neighborhood. Yes. You know, smelling rodents and things like that. But at some point, it's like, hey, Rover, let's go, bub. Come on. We got places to go. Right. I am the alpha. <sighs> yeah, that's true. But one expert compared it to reading the same book over and over again if you're just letting the dog into the yard. Oh, brother, this is bad Or expect it to have fun while hanging out in your bathroom. This, there are three key reasons why you should take your dog out. Okay. They get exercise. They get a sense of companionship. And it gives them mental stimulation that they really need. The backyard isn't as good because they don't get to see new things or sniff new things because they have 50 times more the, you know, receptors. Like olfactory receptors? Those, Steve. Yes. Nice. Wow, that's nice. You avoided that word, Donna. I avoided it because I didn't think it was necessary. I think we all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You were scared of it. Smelling is how they see the world. So don't rush your dog. Let them sniff around. Now, you've got four children. Yes. And a dog. Mm -hmm. How often are you taking that dog for a walk? First of all, how dare you? second of all that is such a personal question third thirdly Mm -hmm. what a world right (laughs) and in closing (laughs) what are you going to do about it (laughs) (laughs) we are terrible walkers of our dog is it because he's terrible on the walk he's not great and So then we were like, and then it gets, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, gets cold a lot. And then there's like ice and snow. And it's like, oh, he seems to be happy when we let him out into the yard. He runs around. Other dogs come up and see him Mm. and they step into the yard because we have an invisible fence. 
I do not like the judgment on your face right I am, now. I'm not doing anything. You're putting your judgy face is on. I'm I know what your judgy I face is. I understand. I understand. But this is opening my eyes. Because I thought of it from just like a outside curiosity, runaround mm-hmm. standpoint. But this makes me want to make sure he's getting walked Can more often. Can you do often. twice a week? Oh, sure. I, you know, I got to be honest, though. I would like it if... I feel like other people in the greater area of where I live are very committed dog walkers. Yeah. And yeah, I feel a little shamed when they do it. And I just want to, because I like the same people pass by your house every day. Right. They're always walking their dog. Rain, sleet, snow, or hail, it feels like. And I just want to say, could you guys do less? Mm-hmm. Please. But they're they're good. They're 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 really good dog walkers. I have a confession. There's a confession. When I had a dog, I wasn't walking him every single day. Right. But I would take him out on an adventure. I would bring him to the dog park. Then I could just let him run loose, right? Or I would bring him to the park and if nobody was there, I would let him off leash and let him run around and just sniff around for 10 minutes. Yeah. And he's happy. He's sprinting. He's running in circles. If I see somebody coming, I would beep him because beep means heal. Yeah. Come, stay, and then put him back on leash. Mm. Just, just so he could get some exercise and not just, not just moseying in the yard, but running. Sarah writes, Steve, you have all those kids. They most certainly can take the dog for a walk. Should be part of their chores. Totally true. And it was at one point. I take my dog for a 40-minute walk every day. Wow. If I let her sniff every dang thing, I'd be out there all day. True. Donna, don't judge if you see someone tugging. It might be me just wanting to get home after letting her sniff a lot during the duration of the walk. All right. It's also good for you as well, the walk. I think it holds you accountable. You know, going, oh, the dog needs to go out. And I need to go out. For a walk. Yeah. It's good exercise. And if a dog sniffs you too much, that is a sign that it's shower time, everybody. Because they generally aren't out there to sniff perfume. You ever notice they're not like sniffing the rhododendron bush? Sure. They sniff stuff that smells bad. And so if your dog is in a sniffy zone... Around you, any part of you? I just assume that I have some kind of illness. <laughs> oh, because they can smell for yeah. cancer? or yeah. that, I don't know if that's a myth. That, that fifth I don't know fake, either. But maybe it's real. What do we got? Dog doctors now? Donna doesn't even go to the, the real hospital. She goes to the vet to get checked out, though. Just so the other dogs sniff her. I'm sorry that I I'm said that. I'm a person with feelings, <laughs> and I can hear everything you're saying. You're doing great. People are loving you. <laughs> Hey, it's Throwback Thursday Music oh, Trivia. Oh, Rocco's coming in. Let's see what he's got up his sleeve today. All right. We'll all get to play along. You should do the same. That's next on Don and Steve. Where talk is fun. Oh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. 
It is Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. Uh, I, I do always love it when I hear people come up to me and say, Rocco, all those things you say about Crescent Tide every day, they're right. I, I used their services, and they were just the nicest, kind people, and they took care of things, and at a really unbelievable price. I had a coworker say that uh, they had a cremation plan with another service, and they're like, this just isn't going well, and the price is really high. Let me call Crescent Tide. Crescent Tide made a bad situation better and at about a quarter of the price. Simple cremations at Crescent Tide start at $1,000. It's a customizable situation. If you need to add a small visitation, you can do that. If you want to pick a fancier urn or something, you can do that. But they're not going to try to trick you into anything. They're good people over there. They like to say they keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. It's a family-run business right here in St. Paul. Lisa and Verlin and their team. Check them out today. My talk keyword cremation. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thanks for listening today, you guys. Yes. It's been fun. We have a good time here. We're not trying to. Listen, we're do not reinventing stuff. the wheel. What no. are some of the other expressions? Oh, uh, well, we, we want to dedicate a whole segment. segment to cliches again. Yeah, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're not. We're not. Cre-creating the man. Cre-creating. <laughs> We're not doing brain surgery here. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All those things, guys. Boy, I had a uh, a great meal yesterday. I went down Me to too. Fresh Time, just down the street, and I got sushi. I got to tell you, there, fresh. there are very few foods that... It's like, like there's like something inside of me. When I get my mind set on sushi, hmm. try holding me back. Go ahead and try it. Do you do um, the wasabi with it and the ginger? I love yes, that. Yes, yes. <sighs> and you got to do that wasabi in small doses. I like it when the sushi has some like dressing on it, you know, like an orange yeah, kind of yeah, a yeah. sauce that's on it. I like a little bit of a crunch on it too. I can do it without, but I like it when it has it. And then... What's the other thing called? Where it's just like a, like a little thin thing of tuna or shrimp or something, like right over top of that rice. A thin paper thing. No, not that. But it's like so. You had your sushi. You had your little circle things. Yep, yep. With the rice on the sides. Rice in the middle. Oh, rice, rice in, in the middle. middle. Yeah, circle, circle sushi's. Come on. But R- the welcome. rice is on the outside, and then the innards is usually salmon or yeah, yeah, tuna. I thought you said on the side. Oh, not on I the guess outside. I meant the circumference. Yes, the exterior of it can be rice. It can also be that tissue paper, that gift wrap stuff that they sure, throw around it right. sometimes. Look at us talking about food. This yeah, is so fun. We will be guest hosting the weekly dish never. Um, <laughs> but you get the circle ball of sushi, and then it's so good, and it's so good. And, and it's then sticky. they have these other ones that are like. Almost like On half, a half of a shell? football. Yeah. Yeah, they're like half. With halved. like tuna over it or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so good. Real good if you haven't had it. So excited for Ask you, for what I just described by name. And then I had a, uh, <laughs> a, a ginger and turmeric immunity shot. That's a thing? It sure is, Donna. And I had cold-pressed juice. You bought that? $25 was my trip to Fresh Time yesterday. Just for those things? I had my tuna, and then I had my immunity shot. At the tuna station? Eh, tuna adjacent. 
Were you drinking it in the store or did you leave with a little can of something? I left with a little bottle of something and then okay. a big bottle of like the celery juice thing. Okay, very and happy then I for ate you. Probably half of my sushi just there in the parking lot. Like Cookie Monster in there, man. That's just amazing. People walking outside of my car probably just saw little shards of rice splatting against the window and stuff. The car was rocking back and cool. forth. I've done that before. What? Well, eat in the car. Oh, I remember good I went to I went to Jersey Mike's. Yeah. And I Yummy. got because they know real they really know how to make a Sammy. And I got a sandwich. Nice. But I was dog sitting and I'm like, heck no, I'm not going home with this sandwich mm. and then having that dog all up in my business. Like she would just come right up, like her nose right on my sandwich, you yeah, know, like just staring yeah. and going, when, when, when do I get something? <laughs> so I'm like, hell no. I sat and ate that son of a B.O. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and I'm sure there are like crumbs all over the place. I guess There's probably shredded lettuce on my windshield. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to be an admissions counselor, one of my favorite things to do would be to go get food, come and then find a parking lot. Could be back where I work or yep. the parking lot of the place. And I'd turn on AM radio and I would sit and listen and eat. I used to love eating in my car. It's a big college thing to do for sure. I just love. You love eating in your car. I like it. You have I a new car. Good. My car is garbage, so it's great. Yeah, you have yeah. all sorts of stuff. I'm sure there's remnants of... Egg I looked in your car the other day. Yeah, it's it was, pretty dirty. Uh, yeah, I think you could use a, um, what's the word, new car. <laughs> Even if it's not a new, new car. I'm on it. I'm use, on it. Are you really? I will You said be. you've been on it for like 18 months. That is true. I, just I think, like to take my time. <laughs> okay, don't want to rush into it. That's right. But you can certainly afford it. You've been conservative with your finances. I've spoken to your financial advisor, Jane. I know the stuff. And please... Um, I just think that you could do it and you deserve it. I'm sorry, but I you're saw just half sick of, of licking. You're sick of you looking at it. it. Yeah, that's right. Because you're, just, then, you're always writing on it with your finger. And I think that people think when they see us walk out together and they see you get into your car, but me not get into mine, they think that I've made a bad decision by leaving television. You know hmm. what I'm saying? They're like, I saw his co-host get into some hoopty yeah yeah you could be right about that and i'm okay with that that's my fear i don't care no i had pretty much the same car almost the same year that you had like the sister car of it oh and uh and they're they're reliable they run for a long time but it does feel good when you upgrade it's rare in life it's probably like a handful of times that you get into a new car that feels like an upgrade from your right. last one. And you're like, oh my gosh, I finally made it. It does feel really nice. Mina so, has a bumper hanging off and 200,000 miles. Wow, the description just wrote itself. <laughs> For sale. <laughs> and it also says something in your writing with oh, your yeah. finger. Probably like, you know. Piggy or something. No, I didn't write Peggy, Donna. <laughs> You're going to get me canceled. Oh, my word. Donna, what do you write on there? It's not wash me. It's something above Help. and beyond. Honk. Help. Yep, yep, yep. Honk if Honk you think if you I'm need dirty. Your taxes done. <laughs> we didn't call Brian. Oh, we forgot. Let's oh, go find shoot. out what the uh, All right. We'll let you guys know tomorrow what the soup We're is sorry, today. We're sorry, everybody. Yeah. Bradley's breathing down our necks. Bradley and Don are in next. Bye. Bye.